This is his church. Amen. Let's celebrate that here this morning. It's his church. So there was a prophecy that was spoken over this church years ago. And the promise still stands. The prophecy still stands. Amen. So just because the leadership may change, the promises of God still stands. And we got to be thankful for that. Amen. Amen. So the, uh, the elders asked me to, to, to prepare a message for today. And, uh, you know, I, immediately I said, uh, absolutely, I would love to, to, to have another t opportunity to stand up here among you. And uh, later on, uh, the Holy Spirit reminded me of how difficult a message this is, uh, this is going to be. This is a difficult day, right? And so the, the first thing, I, you know, I was like, okay, God. What do you have? It's like, remember, this is voting day, and they're going to be thinking about how the vote count is going in the back. So I pray over that distraction. See, the enemy wants you to be distracted on what's happening in the back, but I just wanted to confirm with you that what has happened has already happened. What you've spoken has already been spoken. You have to begin to release that, release the anxiety of wondering which way is it going to go. My preference is this and my preference is that, but you've got to begin to release those things. Because God knows how this is all going to turn out. So, and I pray that you open your hearts and you open your minds and you open your spirit today and not let this word pass you by. Amen? Amen? And the second reason why this is, this is a, a difficult message to preach is that uh, this, is the, this is the last message um, under the leadership of, of Pastor Tim Howell. And for almost 20 years, you know, he's been leading us at this pulpit. And what an incredible man of God. But the Holy Spirit reminded me that this is the last message of Pastor Tim's um, era up here and so I'm just humbled and honored and so thankful for this opportunity to represent him one more time and to represent God up here one more time under his vision and although he's been gone from us for for a few months it's his vision that has been going forward amen and so this is going to be a very difficult message but I'm just so thankful and actually you know Holy Spirit has been dealing with me on on this and um, I want us to honor uh, the Howell family and Miss Becky for the incredible leadership. Can we honor her this morning? Can we honor her this morning? I'm so thankful that I, that I married into this incredible uh, family. I chose them even if maybe they didn't choose me. <laughs> But I chose them. I'm so thankful. I believe that that uh, I've been here 10 years in uh, 2019. 10 years. This is uh, this has just been a, a, a remarkable journey. It's not over yet, and so. But I'm just so so thankful for what God has done in my life personally. I look back at 10 years and where I was. This uh, this little immature Christian who couldn't even raise his hands, sitting and standing on the front row. And uh, I'm going to tell you, nobody is going to stop my worship. Nobody is going to stop my praise. Nobody, not any one of you, will knock me off. I'm, that is the thing that, that I want to come every week and just give my complete worship. Amen? So the promise still stands. 
The prophecy has still been spoken over this house. And I didn't go to seminary. I didn't go to Bible college. So I'm going to read directly from the word. And when I read through this word, I want you to think about the promise that has been spoken over this church and been spoken over your life individually. Amen? So let's open up to Deuteronomy 11, starting in verse 8 until 28. It's a lot of Bible. Amen? Amen. But just hear and, you know, just let it saturate your spirit. So starting in verse 8. Therefore, you shall keep every commandment which I command you today. That you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. Amen? Amen. There's this land, this uncharted territory that we are about to cross over and possess. So be strong and go in the land which you cross over to possess. And that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to give your fathers to them and their descendants. A land flowing with milk and honey. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it. From the beginning of the year until the very end of the year. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments. If you earnestly obey my commandments. If you earnestly obey my commandments. Which I command you today to love the Lord your God. And serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. Then I will give you the rain for the land in its season. Receive that. Then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain, your new wine. Celebrate with me now. Come on. Your new wine and your oil. And I will send grass in your fields for your livestock, that you may eat and be filled. Take heed to yourself, lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you. And he shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain. And the land yield no produce. And you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart. Lay them up in your heart and in your soul. And bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them to who? Your children. Speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them. The promise still stands. Like the days of the heavens above the earth. For if you carefully keep All these commandments which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways and to hold fast to him. Not hold fast to the things that are fleeting. Not hold fast to the things of this world. Not hold fast to the things that are temporary. Hold fast to the cornerstone, the stone, our foundation. Hold fast to him. 
if you've gone to the, to the beach and, and the water is, uh, if, if you reach and you grab a, a handful of sand, and as the water is rushing in and, and, and going out, and you put your hand in the water, what happens to the sand that's in your hand? It goes away. So hold fast to not things that are fleeting like sand, but hold fast to him. Then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you, and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than, than yourselves. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. From the wilderness <laughs> and Lebanon, from the river and the river Euphrates, even to the western sea shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon the land where you tread, just as he has said to you. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse the blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you today and the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God but turn aside from the way which I commanded you today to go after other gods which you have not known it's a blessing and a curse obey God or don't obey God we have to obey God we have to obey him. And so today this message is titled, Changing the Pace. And I want you to, to open up to Joshua chapter 6. And we're going to talk about the walls of Jericho coming down. Now everybody talks about this story. You've heard the, the, the message preached over and over again. Like we w walked around the city, we shouted, and the walls came tumbling down. But I want us to see this from a different perspective. I want it to see us with, with some new perspective and new eyes of, of how God gave them a vision, and they had to obey instructions all the way through. And God was able to give them a city because they believed the vision when it was not happening. So Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Let's bring a perspective to what's happening. The Israelites made it out of the wilderness. They are in the promised land, but they have not possessed everything that God has called them to possess. So what happens when you're, you're no longer in the place that you used to be, when you barely had enough, but you're not quite in, in what God has promised you? So this is why God is sharing this with us, right? Because maybe in order for God to, to get us to our, our next season, we have to listen for instructions, get vision, and obey his voice, whether that means he's going faster or that means he's going slower. Amen? Okay, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. The walls were fortified and the walls were strong. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. So point number one, vision is for our victory. Amen? God is not giving you and me vision for it not to come to pass. When God gives vision, know that it's for your good. 
It's for your victory. A, a victorious vision or prophecy has been spoken over this house. It's been spoken over Gospel Temple and all those who are a part of it. The best is yet to come. We're going to the next level. We're reaping a harvest, an unharvested territory. This territory that is promised to you. And all of this is for our victory. And you've got to hear me. Joshua was looking at this fortified city. But God told Joshua, I have given it to you. And this has been a, a reminder uh, for me while, for, uh, while praying for, for vision and direction over the music ministry. See, the Holy Spirit said you need to begin to, to prepare new leaders because we're moving into multiple services. We're moving into multiple services, so we need to begin building up people. We need to begin pouring into people who, who are leadership, who God is calling into this next level of ministry because we will have multiple services. He wants us to set out an empty vessel and see him work. So begin making preparations. We need to start seeing the victory and obeying God's voice, even if others question it. I've been saying this. I'm like, we got to get ready for multiple services. And some people are like, yes, absolutely. I'm shouting for joy. We're going to do it. And the others look at me funny. Like, we got to fill up the first service before we can start talking about a second service. But God is saying, yes, but Wes, what did I say to do? It doesn't matter if we don't add another service for months. I told you to do it. And he said, you better do it. So somebody say victory. Somebody shout victory. victory. So I'm trying to jog your memory, but what did God say to you? See, Joshua was told by God in his secret time, uh, I've given you Jericho. The same way he told me, uh, Gospel Temple is going to be a multi-generational, multi-ethnic, multiplying, multicultural church, and we are going to impact not only Timminsville, South Carolina. We're not going to impact not only Florence, South Carolina, not only the whole region, not only the whole state, not only the whole nation, but the whole entire world. And he didn't give me that vision for it not to come to pass. Amen? But he has to have vessels who believe it. Somebody say victory. So Joshua had to believe that God, well, what God said is more important than what his warriors would say. They were looking at a fortified city. But God said it's yours. I just want to encourage somebody's faith today. I want to encourage your faith. There's a healing that doctors told you that wasn't going to come to pass. They said, we've tried everything. It's just, there's just no hope for you. But Jesus said, by my stripes, by my stripes, we're healed. See, the thing that you can rely on, when God gives you a vision bigger, bigger than yourself, it's, you know, it's, it's not a, uh, a vision if it's not bigger than you. If you can see it, that's sight, that's not vision. Amen? Vision happens when your eyes are closed. So when I close my eyes, when my eyes are closed, I see God. I see God taking us to another level. I see people flowing into this house. People flowing into this house seeking healing. 
people flowing into this house seeking deliverance. People flowing into this house to, to, to dive into the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. I, 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 I take a lap around this whole property and I see so much is happening. Prayer gardens, athletic fields. I see this, God just sweeping. I see a new sanctuary. I see everything that God wants to do and is spoken over already this place and this, this property. I see, I see the, the adjacent properties over here. That gas station, that's such a sore, you know, I just, I see us getting that property and just completely renovating it to make room for the sanctuary. I see the fields that are right next to us. These fields that are unharvested, that, that the fields will be, will be filled with, with parking because we're going to need so much parking for what God is going to want to do here. So when I open my eyes today, I see a building. And God says, I don't want you to see what is. I want you to see what I am doing. So verse 3. You shall march around the city, all, all you men of war, and you shall go around the city once, and you shall do this for six days. So point number two, God determines the pace. So once God has given you the vision, he then sets the pace of how you are supposed to achieve that vision. Many times we'll get the vision, but we won't listen and go back for next steps. So God determines the pace. We don't. So when we come to this scripture passage, something just, just, something just jumped out at me. Many of us will hear partial instructions, and we get a vision, and we get to it, right? But it's very dangerous if you only get partial instructions. You know, see, if, if Joshua would have ran off after God gave him the first part of the vision— they would have not have seen Jericho's walls come down. Amen? So Joshua had to be tuned into what God was saying. Walk around the city walls every day, one time per day, for six days. And Joshua could have left with that and said, God said. Because he did. But you didn't let him finish giving you the details. So oftentimes we feel like we're going in circles. We recognize that there's a pattern there, there's, a, there's a cycle of uh, what is happening in our life and in our church. There's a cycle. You get to a point, walking around, it's a cycle. Something happens, there's a major shift, there's a cycle. We look at our finances and we feel like we're getting out, we're getting out, but then we get knocked back, but there's a cycle. There's a cycle. This pattern, and it can happen for years, and it can happen for years. And we know the promise is there, but if we don't follow the full instructions of God, we won't see God fulfill the promise until we obey him. Remember, he sets the pace. It's not, going, it's not about going fast, and it's not about going slow. Sometimes God wants us to do less so that he can do more. But what he needs for us is to follow his orders, not create our own. So God sets the pace. Everybody say, God sets the pace. Now let's go down to verse 4 and see where the plans change or the pace change, right? Or when God gave the, the people new instructions that was, that was imperative for them to follow to get the promised victory. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Now I want you to realize what God wants to do in this church. He never does anything until he's doing it in your home. You need to evaluate where God is changing plans and changing the pace in your life. 
You've been hanging out with these friends on the weekend, and they're a bad influence. And God is saying, I, I want you to come back and have a relationship with me. I want you to step aside from the time that you're spending, uh, this time that you're wasting with these bad influence friends. And we want, we want you to come together, and we want you to just seek the presence of God. And he's also saying, you know, you know, I've been spending money on this and that. And now God is wanting you to put that money away. He wants you to put that money aside because he's going to ask something from you down the road that's going to require that nest egg. So evaluate the pace and where it's changed in your life. Point number three, we are led by praise and presence. When God gives you vision, write it down, make it plain, and then start praising God for it. Get into the presence of God through prayer and worship and let that be your first priority as you are moving into the promise that God gives you. Look at what God instructs Joshua to have his, his men do. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Trumpets were an instrument of praise and declaration. So anytime a trumpet would be played, it, it sounded the alarm of what God is doing. And then the ark of the covenant was this place where the, the presence of God dwelt. So God is telling these people that I have given you a vision and you're going to walk around one time a day for six days. But in, on the seventh day, you're going to walk around seven times. But before you do anything, let your praise and my presence go before you. See, I'm trying to help somebody right now. You've got the vision, you've got the plan, and you, and you wonder why it's not working. Why isn't it working? God, I feel like I'm faithful. I feel like I'm obedient. I'm just walking around. Why isn't it working? And God has said that you have, you have to proceed it with praise. Thanking God for what he is going to do even before he has done it. Even before you can see it. And the presence, God, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. Um, I'm submitting to you. I'm, you're good even though I don't understand, God. I'm giving this all to you, God. I just want to seek your presence. And I think Joshua has learned to do this from Moses. Because there's a scripture when Moses told them in Exodus 33:15, And it's, then he said to them, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. And there are some people who are so impatient to get to the next thing, to get to the next season, that you are not worried that God is not going with you. Listen, I, I'm not good enough to go without God. And some of us are so prideful and some of us are so, so confident in our own ability. And God is saying, if you want this victory, I need you to do this and I need you to praise me in advance. And I need you to go with my presence. Somebody needs to get this in your spirit. I'm not moving to another state if your presence is not going with me. I'm not taking this next job if your presence is not going with me. I'm not walking in this new relationship if your presence is not going with me. And so many of us are so confident in our plan that we go without his presence. And you, when you go without his presence, you start striving and using all your effort and all your energy to do it. And, and everything you make up outside of God, you have to sustain outside of God. So the children of Israel learned we're, we're going to have to give our praise first. And we're going to have to get into the presence. And then we are going to... 
Look to your neighbor and say, obey. Obey? Point number four. When the pace changes, the place changes. So imagine them walking around these walls for six days, one at a time. All right, God, here we go. Walking around, I'm obeying your commandments. All right, then I'm going to go to sleep. That's one. But God, I feel like we can do more. Like, I, I feel like we really want to see this vision come to pass. And we can do more, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less is more. Okay, God. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Oh, just doing it, doing it, man. Whoo, second day's come. Feeling good, God. Whoo, I just had the momentum. I think I can go one more lap. Let's do one more lap, God. Please just let us go one more lap. No? Sit down. All right, God. All right, God. Day three. God, we just believe in you. We believe in you, and we're, 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 the pace is there. This is the halfway point. This is good. This is good. God, but I feel like we're halfway there already. We're just getting over the hump. We're seeing the momentum. We're just sitting around all day. We're just, you know, just talking to each other. We're sitting here, God. We can do something more. Sit down, I said. All right, God, all right, God. Keep going around. Keep serving in that area. Keep giving. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. Whatever it is that you're going through, keep doing that. God, but I really feel that I'm gifted. I, I really, if you would just allow my, my plan to go and come to pass, if you allow my ability to shine through and my plan to work, I think it would be better for all of us here. God, I think we're, we're kind of like we're wasting our energy. You got another day. All right, day six, day six. We're walking around. Believe in you, God. Believe in you. Yes. God, this is day six. This is day six. Something remarkable is going to happen. Maybe the miracle is going to happen today because we did what you said to do all six days. And then God said, all right, I'm going to change the pace. Are you ready? Are you ready, church? Yes, we're so ready for the pace to change. Amen. Now, I, I want you to do in one day more than you did all six days. God, I don't know if I heard you right. See, see, um, we've been doing only once a day. I don't, I don't, I don't know if we can do, you, you know, see, it's crazy that when we ask God for more, and then when he does it, we start questioning, did he really hear and mean and know? And, but he said, no, I was building your stamina to hear me and obey me so that when I ask you to do more, you had the ability to sustain in something else, in this new pace. And what God wants us to understand is that we need to be able to hear him and obey him at the level he wants us to be in. Because he changes the pace. He sets the pace. And it's going to change this place. See, if, if because it was because they obeyed the instructions of the pace change that what was standing in opposition against them was about to be rearranged. See, the entire landscape, the entire structure of the land was about to change because there was a few people that trusted the vision was for victory. They did not only hear partial instructions, they got the whole thing and said, you know what? We are going to change this pace because the pace is going to change this place. I need 
to know, is there a couple hundred people in this room that knows that God is going to change the pace, that God is going to do something in this church, that God is going to do something in our lives, in this city, in this community, and the pace has changed. Come on, guys. Come on, let's give them some praise. And I know there's some doubters out there. I know there were some people who lived on the inside of the fortified walls for years. Thought there is no way this little group of people doing a spirit walk around the city. Woo. They probably start laughing and, and mocking at him and scoffing. And there they go again, setting out an empty vessel, thinking that God is going to fill it up. Here you go again. Believe in God for what you don't have. And God is saying that he just wants someone to hear him and obey. And the children of Israel started to obey, and the change of pace changed the place. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. All right, God, here we go. Seven times. We got it, God. We're obeying. We're hearing you, God. We're hearing for the instruction. There's one time. There's one time. We're feeling good. We got six more times. We're walking around. We're believing you, God. We're believing what you're going to do. Miracles are going to happen. There's two. There's two. Whew. I thought that this was going to be easier than what it is. But we're walking around. See, the thing about a circle is you always end up at the place where you started. Right. So it, it can get overwhelming, you know, when you make those cycles or patterns in your life, you can be walking around and thinking God is going to be doing a good thing and a new thing. And we're going to, you know, the, the doors and the walls are going to, you know, just be blasted off off the, the, the hinges and things are going to fall down. And just a spiritual awakening is going to happen. But every time you come to this point, you feel like you've got nowhere. You feel like, oh, my goodness, every time we move in a certain direction, this church takes a step back. God is moving us in a circle. He's moving us in a circle, and it's not because he's not moving. It's because he is. And he spoke a prophecy over this house, and he spoke a vision over this house. And for years and years and years, we've been walking around in a circle. What feels like nothing is happening, he's saying he's changing the pace. See, it's not about going fast or slow. It's about who set the pace. Come on, clap with me. See, it's not about who sets. It's not about you setting the pace. It's that the pace was set. See, I changed the pace, but you guys follow the, play, the pace. So it's not about going fast or slow. It's about who set the pace. So I want you to understand, if we don't follow the full instructions, we will think that what we did was enough to get the breakthrough. So the, but the walls did not come down when they completed the seventh lap. Every lap of momentum was an obedience step, but the walls only came down when they were in unity. Amen. Somebody say unity. Amen. So verse 5, it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat. They said at the end, 
I'm going to call for a shout. And it was when the trumpets blew and the praises were there and all of the men began to shout at the same time. The act of unity is the thing that, that began to break down the walls. And all I'm trying to tell you, Gospel Temple, is that, that this is not a vision that you can be outside of. You have to participate in. Amen? You can't just be on the outside hoping that it works. you got to get involved, and I'm about to get unified in it. I'm about to get connected in. Husbands and wives, you better get connected. You better get in unity because God is saying that if you are saying the same thing at the same time, I can make walls of division. I can make walls of hurt come down. Gospel temple, you better get in unity. You better say the same thing because when we get in unity, the walls of racism in our city, the walls of socioeconomic division and separation, the walls of demonic influence, they have got to come down. Somebody shout unity. Somebody shout unity. Come on. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Go ahead and stand to your feet. I'm going to close with couple of uh, scripture passages straight from the word and I want you to hear them and I want you to receive them first Corinthians 1 verse 10 and actually can we put our hands up in the air just receive it. just listen to God speaking through his word now I plead with you brethren by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you speak all the same thing that there will be no divisions among you, but that you be joined perfectly together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Let me read that again. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there will be no divisions among you, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And James 5, 7 through 9. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. I'm going to read that again. Therefore, be patient, brethren. Until the coming of the Lord, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient, Gospel Temple. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. And do not grumble. Hmm. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door.
God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your presence. We, we thank you for the vision that you have given this house, the prophecy that you've spoken that will come to pass, the prophecy that has been spoken that will come to pass, God. And we're excited what you're doing in this house. And we're patient to wait for that next step that you give us. We're patient because we know the promise is on the other side. And we're at a crossroads. And I pray that we unite together in complete and perfect unity. That we all say the same thing at the same time, God. I speak healing over this congregation. <laughs> I pray blessing over this congregation. That you will provide for them and give them a clear heart. And if anyone in this room has built up walls around their heart, that I pray that you knock them down. I pray that you knock them down. And every, every, every step that they take, God, that they draw closer to you, that they unite with you, God. Because we know that if we obey the commandment that you have given us today to love you, to serve you with all of our hearts and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength, that the blessing will come to pass because we are in complete alignment with you. That there be no divisions in this house. That there be no divisions in our home. That there be no divisions in our city. That there be no divisions in the cities around us. That there be no divisions in our state. That there be no divisions in our nation. That there be no division in our world, God. And we bind up the enemy. We bind up the enemy and cast him aside because the victory that you have already won, let us know and have confidence in that victory that no matter what enemy comes our way, that we will begin to put the enemy below our feet. We know that the enemy will come and try to knock us off course and deceive us and to cheat and destroy us, to destroy our faith. And God, I bind up the enemy. I bind up the enemy. Dispatch your angels to protect this house. We know that this is a turning point for our church. And I pray that you work on the hearts, mending of our hearts, Lord. We mend our hearts. That you are a way maker that you are a miracle worker, that you are a promise keeper, that you are our light in the darkness. And we are called, the prophecy that was spoken over this house is that we are supposed to be a light, a city on the hill, that we will shine, that we will shine for others, that they will want to draw into your presence, God, that they will want to draw into your healing, God, They'll be drawn to this place. It's your kingdom work. And we want to be faithful and we want to be obedient to what it is that you have called us. What you have spoken over this house and the decision that you have already been made, that has already been made, let us accept it with open arms. Yes, God. Because we're expecting mighty things in this house. 
We come with great expectations for what you're going to do. And with the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that is going to come and sweep through this place. It is going to come and sweep through this place. We've been praying for revival over this house, and the walls are going to come down. The walls are going to come down because you have spoken it, and it will come to pass, God. And we're believing that here today and every day of our lives, that you have got the reins. And we are walking with your presence in front of us, and our praise is going before it. Anything that's spoken over our lives. And we glorify you and we honor you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, and all the people in this house glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a hand. Now the elders are going to come forth. I'm going to turn it over to them. open those doors too, take some air to our side. First of all, I want to thank you guys for the opportunity that you've given us to, uh, to, uh, to be the leaders of this church. Uh, we don't take our task lightly. Um, we try to do the best that we could do with God's hand upon each and every one of us. It's not been an easy process for, for any of us. Uh, and October 9th was a turning point for Dr. Temple. But we believe that not only did God have his hand on Pastor Tim, he also had his hand on this church. So we believe that this church is going to move forward uh, at this time. Uh, we've uh, counted the votes. Uh, Ms. Gail, Ms. Harriet, Mr. Richard. They've counted the votes, uh, Herbie and I, Brother John and Brother Victor, counted the votes and certified it. And uh, at this time, um, I just want to tell you our new pastor will be Anthony Cole. Uh, he will start next Sunday. Uh, he's going to have a little transition period. and then, um, But he'll be here every Sunday going forward. Uh, we also are going to have a, uh, a new installation day on February the 24th actually formally install him as our new pastor, and um, we're going to have food, fellowship, and uh, we're also going to celebrate the 10th anniversary of our, our uh, new building that we're in. So with that being said, I, I want to personally thank each and every one of y'all. I want to thank Brother Dexter uh, for all that uh, he's done. still believe that brother uh, that there is there's a, there is a calling on brother Dexter's life and we, we hope and pray that it uh, we want it to be here uh, but if it's not you know we're going to send you out with our blessings and our prayers and uh, we thank brother Wes for all he's done these two men have really stepped in the gap yeah.
stepped in the gap at a tough time for us. They really did, both of them. Um, and to just to let you know what's going on now is now that we've, uh, we've been through the process of the nominations, the elections, um, we'll now be working on our bylaws a lot more. So you'll be hearing more about that in the near future. Um, we've got a lot of work to do with those things. And, uh, and then we'll be having another vote on bylaws in the near future. I don't know exactly when it'll be, but it'll be in the near future because we've got to get current with today's society. Our bylaws were last passed in 1999, and a lot of things have changed since 1999. So we have to revise them to make sure we stay current with the world's way the world is today. Not saying that we're going to change the guidelines because of the world, but we just want to protect ourselves because of the way the world's changing. Not the way God's changing, but the way the world's changing. So just to let you know, that'll be going on in the near future. Um, uh, and like I said, Brother Anthony will be here next Sunday. Um, he'll be in a transition period, but he will be here every Sunday, as far as I know. Uh, he may be going back and forth to, uh, to Alabama to get his things in order, but 